wait is over. Over. Tell everyone you know. This is the key to your weekend. You're listening to Three Grams and a Mic podcast live from Australia. A new perspective on professional sports with your hosts, Cal, Axel, and Cotto. Click, listen, and enjoy. Welcome to Three Grams and a Mic. I'm Graham Cotton. I'm here with Graham Kelly and Graham Foley. G'day, boys. Hey, going, gents. G'day, Kel. G'day, Cotto. Well, very wet, very wet afternoons in Griffith. My word, a good uh, good afternoon for a podcast. In the tennis, boys, we'll move on. Uh, Ash Barley has won uh, round three, I believe, um, in New York in the US Open. New York have recovered from, uh, well, from Hurricane Ida just last few days, she said it was like Armageddon on the way there. There was cars abandoned on the side of the road as a struggle with floods and Pool Street Griffith. The car burned out there the other night. <laughs> <laughs> we live in the slums over this part of town. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. You own most of it. Uh, in other news. So, yeah, yeah, Barty's got Shelby, Shelby Rogers tomorrow morning. Uh, number 55, an 18-year-old. Carlos Alcaraz became the youngest player into round four, defeating... World number three, Stefano Tsitsipas in five-setter over four hours. Big news, boys. I watched a bit of that game this morning, and Jeezy's he's good. He's real good. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a real. He's got a huge future in front of him. I don't know what he's ranked at the moment, Cotto, but um, fifty-five. He's, he's a future top ten. There's no doubt about that. He's a very. They're good saying he's a, the next big thing. He's from San Francisco. Oh, oh, he's Spanish, he? but I thought they were saying he's the next. Um, oh, I thought you said Carlos uh, Alcatraz. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Alcaraz. Alcaraz. Oh, they are calling him the Alcatraz. They are calling him that, though. Um, but he, yeah, no, he's. Yeah, uh, t- sis- with Sister Pass, though, what about um, uh, Andy Murray blew up big time at him for cheating, basically, and uh, Gregor. Dimitrov come out and said uh, that he's been doing it for years. Apparently, he took his um, his bag to the dunny with him, supposedly to change his wet shirt. And they reckon he's texting his old man in the dunny. Five he minutes. Coach, is he? Yeah. Mm, wow. I, I, I just reckon that tennis just needs to get rid of the Dunny breaks, the, the Don McKinnon just <laughs> flopped it out on the sideline. <laughs> Why don't they just leave coaches on the sideline? Seriously. What difference does it make? Just You're right. I, 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 I don't oh. think it, it shouldn't make any difference. I, I think they should just open that up because that's not the first time that's popped up on the on the tennis circuit, um, coaching from the sidelines. It's um, – yeah, they might be better off just opening it up willy-nilly. No, because it's an individual sport, you, I reckon you, you don't want – once once you're out there, it's mano a mano or woman a, a woman um, <laughs> you, you actually – you want them – you want them – to use all their skills they've trained and so forth. I'd get rid of the 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 Danny bro. I have a bloody portaloo on the side of the court. <laughs> That's right. Where they can go, 
And you don't get to change your shirt because it's a bit sweaty. <laughs> I mean, Not seriously. Four hours. That's a bit unfair, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. You, you've played. I mean, you, you've played league games, rules games, where you've worked your butt off, your shirts dripping wet. I know volleyball, depending on the conditions, it might be hot. Not over four hours. You just, you know what? The other bloke's got a wet shirt too. Mm. I, I think it's been happening for years, whether it's toilet breaks or whatever they're doing. They're, they've got hand signals. They've got all that sort of stuff that's been happening forever. Um, I don't think they'll ever stop that. The only way to stop it is to encourage it. <laughs> That's right. Maybe put a phone on the sideline so they can ring their dad, Kel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basketball news. Ben so you like you got 50-50, phone a friend or yeah, well, the next shot. Yeah, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Maybe some juice on the sideline if they want that. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, uh for those that don't know, he plays in the NBA. He plays for the 76ers. He's on about $240 million over a number of years. And he, he, he doesn't play for the Australian Boomers. Doesn't play for Australian Boomers, although they've been collected <laughs> very often, most times. Um, he was uh, – well, he's in discussions about being traded because you might remember last year he, – or this oh, it's earlier this year, I should say. He tanked it in the finals. Um, can't shoot from outside the three-point line. Very poor on the free-throw line. And basically, he's playing scared at the moment, scared of missing type thing. Um, but anyway, more though, he's, he's put his, he's put his annual video of um, draining three points from halfway out, which he does this time every year. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of scepticism about whether or not that's just a, a repeat of last year's. <laughs> but uh, so where is he? Where is he going, Cotto? What teams? He? What? what who's going to pick him up? No one's uh, really jumping out of there. The, their seats to get him, but uh, they're sort of saying that uh, he want, he specifically said he wants to go to three clubs who happen to be, you know, really content. Yeah. So Lake is a one, Golden State are another, and I can't remember the third uh, one. Clippers, Clippers were the other one, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. It was both – yeah, so he's picking yeah. where he wants to go. So the club said, uh, buggy, basically, we want to get the most value in your return. How about going to Minnesota? So he stops coming to practice. He's no longer training with the team and is refusing to come back. But Charles Barkley, who um, played for the 76ers for a long time and still a member and heavily involved, been with the the organisation, he said, 36 years, come out and absolutely smashed him in the media and said, you know, 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 you're really a big tosser. You know, you shouldn't – and they shouldn't cower to him. They shouldn't take 25 cents in the dollar. They should take full price for him, which means – if it means sending him to Minnesota or some other place he doesn't want to go, too bad. That's how it works. He's not doing his career much good, is he? What's that, Axel? He's not doing his career much good. No. He sounds like he could well land at the Griffith Demons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they'll have seven-court stadium for him, so maybe they'll need (laughs) him to fill it. Liz Cambridge... uh, Tested positive to COVID nineteen overnight. She's interestingly, she's fully vaccinated and only had mild symptoms, but she did uh, test and can't play at the moment because of that. Any yeah, training? Yeah, well, she got God, that. Did, did she get that at Vegas just before the Olympics? Um, got <laughs> She actually plays for Vegas, so there's every yeah. she was out partying when she got that. I'd say. How many, how many get well cards do you think are coming from her former Opals teammates? 
uh, Neil. Uh, in union, uh, rugby union, I should say, union. Um, Anthony Seabold is leaving the NRL to join uh, the English rugby team, and Eddie Jones, a former Australian, of course, is the current coach there, um, in an attempt to win the World Cup. So he's going to ruin another sport, Anthony Seabold. He's going to be their defence coach. <laughs> sure, he's not going to be in their mental mental capacity. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, unless you've got an IQ of 247, you can't play for England anymore. But this is a huge opportunity. We can only hope he does okay at England and the All Blacks take him on because that's about the only way we're going to beat them. Reverse psychology will <laughs> infiltrate them. <laughs> uh, third Bledisloe kicks off tomorrow in Perth, so we'll, we'll report on that next week. Um, boxing news, heaps of boxing news floating around. Axel, you might know a bit of this stuff since you studied it overnight. But um, Tim Zhu uh, has been mandated for the WBO world title. So what that means is he's next in line to fight for the title. Problem is... You might remember Castano and Charlo had a uh, had a draw, and there's likely to be a mm-hmm. rematch before he can fight any one of those. Um, in the meantime, Zoos like to fight former um, world champion Tony Harrison in November here in Australia. Where does Tony Harrison come from? Connor, given I've done heaps of research. England, He's England, UK. Okay. okay, so he'll come out in November. To yep. fight Zoo, yep. So it's 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 probably a good one for Zoo because now he's probably fighting a a, a much higher class fighter, and it'd be good it, preparation, it, I think, for then uh, to take on the winner um, of that rematch. So it's it's actually probably a good thing, I think, because he is stepping up. There's no two ways about that. He's the next world champion, isn't he, Connor? He is, and they're saying that uh, you know it's a big risk on Zoo's case, but to be honest, he has to. He has to get prepared. Yeah, we saw those other guys fight. They're they're amazing fighters. You, you got to be the champion to become the champion. Mm. Well, just back to that um, being mandated, though. Doesn't that mean because I, I think Castaño has got that WBO title? Yes, it's um, yeah. Doesn't that mean he has to take Zoo? as the next fight, otherwise he risks forfeiting the title. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works, but they might make an arrangement. Zoo might want to fight this other guy first. It might be. Yeah, and and you wouldn't want to win the title by by default. No, no, nothing will happen. So just, just having a quick look at Tony Harrison's last few fights. So three fights ago, he beat Charlo in a unanimous decision. Wow. Then they had a rematch and he got, he got beaten by knockout, which was his first of the first defeat in 30 fights. Um, so he's, um, yeah, he's a world-class fighter. So I think that'll be a real good test for Zoo to see whether he's up for it. Interestingly enough, um, Zoo's never fought outside Australia. Um, it's a wonder he, he actually hasn't been made to, to go and fight in England or in the US. He wanted to take uh, – there's a, a Russian guy who's up in the rankings. He wanted to fight in Red Square was where he wanted his next fight to be, which um, obviously is a pretty good tip of the hat to his old man. 
oh, that, that'd be great. Uh, it'd be great for him to, to go back there. And I'm sure the Russian crowd would get right behind him as well. It'd yeah. be like he was fighting at home anyway. So uh, that would be great to see. If Australia does land this fight, this would be a massive fight for us. You know, Harrison and Zhu, you know, in November will be massive. You know, a lot of people, a lot no of people. Crowds. Well, depends which state. Play yeah, it. New South Wales will be right. <laughs> what do you mean? Gladys will open up. Mark McGowan, Eddie can't even go to the bloody AFL grand final. Yeah, right. Without quarantine. <laughs> right. He can't. Yeah, because he's not an essential person. <laughs> Other boxing news, though, Justice Haney looks like he's going to fight in uh, probably early January, February. He's ready to come back in December. He might remember he broke his hand just before the Olympics. Um, no no, no names about who he's going to fight yet. Paul Gallen, would you believe, has uh, got plenty of NRL retired and current players looking to fight him in December. Uh, and another guy, Jai, Jai Opatea. Have you heard of him, Axel? No. Well, he's looking to fight. He's a he's currently ranked number three and undefeated, and he's looking to fight for the IBF World Championship, a guy called Maris Brandis, and he's a Latvian. I, I, I can't remember if Opatea is Australian or New Zealander, but anyway, he's one of those two. What, what weight division? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in the IBF. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to check that bit. Um, I think IBF was the first title that um, Fennec held, I believe. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, Tell me, last week, Cotto, just before we leave boxing, did we talk about Manny Pacquiao? No. Yeah, okay. So I wonder if it's the end of his career at 42, um, having lost his fight. Two weeks back, it, it could be the end for uh, you know one of the best pound for pound fighters ever. So that was a hundred million money grab, wasn't it? it? Was a I think that was about the money that was thrown at him. Uh, at at forty two, Axel, only a couple of years, and I think they're trying to bring um, wheelchair boxing into the Paralympics. So back <laughs> out, wheelchair be right. <laughs> there was um, some sad news in boxing, though. There was an 18 year old female, her name was Jeanette Zabata, who died five days after being knocked out with an uppercut by a, a Canadian woman, um, Marie Holle. <laughs> so she, um, yeah, it's very sad news. She died five days after being you know, knocked out in a pretty bad choke. So, yeah. boxing still can be pretty ugly uh, at times, can it? The most brutal on the face of the earth. So, cricket news is a couple of big stories. Uh, day one, 13 wickets fell, England versus India. England um, England bowled India out for 191, and then we're out by the end of that day by, uh, I think, like three for 53, Kel. What else happened after <laughs> that? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, no, India. Bowled out. Um, Taco went nuts and scored 50 off 32 balls, um, which basically saved India a bit. They're, they're number 43 at the stumps on the day two in their second dig. England scored 290, so the Poms are in front by uh, by 56, but uh, and that's it's the fourth test. Um, tied one all at the moment, so pretty big game. Yeah, and apparently um, interrupted by a streaker who uh, made contact with one of the cricketers, English cricketers. Well, 
I was going to say, Streaker is a bit of a stretch. He had full full whites on. He looked like a cricketer. <laughs> That's right. He bowled the ball at him, one of the batsmen, didn't he? <laughs> he Apparently he's a serial pest over there. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah he bowled at him. Uh, in other news in cricket, um, Wayne uh, Shane Warne has threatened uh, a number of, well, the media in general about posting, uh, you know, a little, uh, I guess illegal stories about him or ill-informed stories. Oh, what, what are you saying? False stories. False. Yeah, you, you know what? You know what the story is that he's blown up about? I assume it's about Liz, uh, about Liz again. Is it? Uh, yeah. Apparently, it's him and Liz Hurley uh, are back together. So I'd say to all the media out there, lay off Wardy. Can you start putting out that I'm with Liz Hurley now? <laughs> <laughs> it might come true for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't uh, care if people think that'll be enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless Kerry finds out. NFL uh, new. Well, she probably knows better. Oh, but before we leave cricket, what do you what do you think about um, James Faulkner being lowballed by the Hobart Hurricanes? So tell us the story, the background to it, Kel. Um, James Faulkner, Australian cricketer, very good, very good one-day player for, for a long time. Um, Hobart Hurricane is a Tasmanian boy. The Hurricanes basically come out and said, yeah, yeah, we want you. And then through two bobby pins and a stubby holder on the table for him, and he's basically said, They've come back to him, but he said, no, nah, if you don't want me, you don't want me. See you later. Going to another so, in, Yeah. Interesting that Tasmania would um, do that to a, a local product. So when, you, when you're talking, they, they did – so Faulkner's saying they, the offer that they put in front of him was garbage, basically. Yeah. He was, he right. was embarrassed. So it's not as if they didn't want – well – they wanted him, but they weren't prepared to pay the money for him. How has he been performing? He's been going all right, and they come back with two subsequent offers. And I guess right. that probably that that tells the story in that um, he's just said, "Why didn't you put the?" You sure it's not because he refused to? Um, you sure it's not the fact that he's refusing to be a vegan and vote for the Greens? <laughs> uh, like- I wonder if the same people that were negotiating that deal for the Hobart Hurricanes are the um, the same ones that are looking for a coach for the Carlton Football Club. <laughs> oh, how's that gone? I mean, the, the president's basically promised the job to Ross Lyon and then they've come out and said, no, we're going to have a, a an interview process. And Roscoe's said, I don't I get this. He said... I'm, I'm not going through an interview process. And then, like, the Carlton border in, in seriously murky territory with um, with uh, stalking Alastair Clarkson. He's already said no <laughs> twice. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just turned out a real debacle. Um, in hindsight, I reckon they would go back and say... <laughs> We should have kept David Teague till the end of his contract, um, yeah, and tried to change the game. Tried to change the game plan over a twelve-month period. I think they would have been in a far better position at that point to either land either Ross Lyon or 
Clarkson. Are they potentially are they potentially showing the problem with the club in general? Definitely. Uh, there's a problem there that you can't continue to turn the coach over every two years. It causes instability throughout the whole organisation. There's no two ways about that. And the supporters are pissed off. And yeah. and so they should be. But it's not, not just the bloody coach turnover every two years, it's the board as well. Mm. My, was it Lagunucci? Was um was there and now Sayers is there and it's just Oh no, Laguna Jay been there since Sticks Kernahan um, was president. So he'd been there. So oh, the tenure okay. the tenure is like eight years. So a lot of that board had actually been there. So it was him, Jeannie Pratt, uh, Chris Judd had virtually been there since he since he retired. So he'd been there three or four years. Um, so as part of the um, it's it's a little bit different. As soon as they got rid of Elliot, then they said, right, we're going to have a succession plan here. The president can only stay for a maximum of eight years. It's a bit like the bit like the, the presidency of the bloody US. Um, they can only stay for a certain time. So, um, yeah, so Lagutajay had to go as part of the memorandum. He, he had to go. Um, but, yeah, no, there's a lot of instability there, that's for sure. Did you know another AFL player is um, signed with the NFL as a punter? His name is Aaron Sipos. He played 28 games for St Kilda, in 20, uh, left in 2018. He's just signed with the Philadelphia Eagles for quite a bit of money and he's replacing another Aussie, Cam Johnston, who's gone to Houston Texans. Let's keep, we keep can rolling I, on that. Can I say, Axel, we can only hope that he's a better punter than Cotto. <laughs> Wrong type of punter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he went over and joined college, and then then eventually the NFL. So that's the only way in over there for those guys. F one, Formula One, I should say. Last week's race in Spa was washed out. Drivers followed the safety car around for a couple of laps, and they um, called. Are you serious? Yeah, the Spa was washed out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a special mention, actually, should for my boss. His name Rob's. His name is Rob Scott. He listens to this podcast. He won't mind me mentioning that uh, he bought a um, spa, and they the crane was lifting it over. He's um, he's got this high gate, and they couldn't. They got jammed up on top, and they're sitting up on this brickwork up real high because <laughs> the crane tipped over. <laughs> oh no! Special mention to the spas at Rob Scott's household. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Ricardo ended up finishing fourth. They all got half points, and uh, and so they race this week in uh, in the Dutch Grand Prix. So we'll see how that goes. Golf news: Cameron Smith he missed out on two point four million the other day. He uh, got to a playoff with uh, um, uh, what's his name, Tony Finau, but he shanked it off the tee into the water and out of bounds and lost. Well, basically, his chance at two point four million. He led most of the tournament, and Finau shot. I think it was a six under par um, final round to tie it all up. So it was a bit disappointing. But you've got some other. You know, have you, Kel? I was going to say, you know, you know, the biggest problem he's got besides his name. What's that? Besides his Dude, name, there's no refs. There's no refs in golf. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't con them. Cameron Smith can't get his way. (laughs) 
Matt Ketchin came out today and said he is the smoothest operator on the field where he'll come up to refs and say, Chetch, I know, I know that was a penalty, but can you just watch him? Because he's doing it all the time. We're not holding the ball in. And Chechen said, Cameron Smith can get you double-guessing yourself as a referee. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. don't doubt it. So uh, Paralympic news. Um, did you know that Prime Minister Scott Morrison just come out and, and uh, agreed to pay all of those that win gold medals twenty? thousand dollars which equals what happens in the the traditional Olympics. The able body I, I agree. The the reason it wasn't happening though, my understanding was that the Paralympic committee didn't have the funds to do it. Right. So that begs the question is um, are they not as well funded? Have they frittered away the funds? Um mm. I think I think it's wonderful that the athletes are being rewarded, but um, I think there's a few more questions around why they haven't got the money. If, if it's lack of funding, well, they should get it. Um, if they're blowing it, then they should be held accountable for it. And if they didn't get the money from the government initially, is this just a case of the Scott Morrison needing a good news story? <laughs> Possibly. He certainly does at the moment, mm. no doubt about it. Talking about the Paralympics, the, the Aussies did punched above their weight again, eighth in the world, 20 gold, 28 silver, 27 bronze. That was with a, a, hundred, a team of 181, 80, 80 women and 101 men. But the team that come ninth, one behind Australia, Azerbaijan, 14 gold, one silver, four bronze. How's that for... Obviously, if you don't win, they just shoot you because they win. <laughs> what sports were they in, Kel? They shooting um, the gold, the gold <laughs> shooting exactly. <laughs> Teammates shooting and running. <laughs> <laughs> Six in judo, so they can throw yeah. the bloke down. Four gold in swimming, so they swim across the lake. And then four in athletics, so they leg it once once they've got over the other side of the lake. <laughs> but they only had a team of 36, 12 women and 24 men. That, that's pretty pretty awesome result. In fact, watching the Paralympics is is pretty inspiring, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. What Kel, would they you, do? Kel, Kel, you're a volleyballer from way back. Did you watch the volleyballer from Iran who was um, – it was second tallest man in the world. And so did you watch any of the volleyball? Because in volleyball in the Paralympics, they actually sit in front of the net. And oh, this guy, so he was sitting in front it, of the yeah. net and he would put his arms up and Just the top of his arms were 1.93 metres off the wow. ground. So no one could actually get the ball past him because his reach was about half a metre above everyone else. So he was um, he was a very good spiker. Yes, I could imagine he was. You know the tallest a man block, died block, recently? The tallest man oh, in the world he? died recently, yeah. Yep. So just on the Paralympics, I see Dylan Alcott. Now, how good is that guy? Yeah. Um, oh, won another awesome. gold medal. He is unbelievable. Did you see him out in the court before, was it the doubles that they lost? 
when he was out helping the, the guys wipe the with the towels, wipe stuff off the court, he's just he, he he's a an Aussie icon and mm. well, he's a quality uh, another human one being, those, isn't he? He's a quality human being. Yeah, he's he's up there with Pat Rafter, Ash Barty, um, and uh, Ben Atomic. <laughs> I think you got one mixed up there. <laughs> uh, talk about soccer. Uh, <laughs> don't know why I threw that in, but anyway, soccer news. The Socceroos are winning, aren't they, Kel? Is it nine in a row now? Overnight? Nine in a row. First time since 1997. Um, second longest winning streak ever. And the, the good news was it was a World Cup qualifier in um, Doha. So... Beat China three 0 So are they three now. They've still got a few more to go. Nah, nah. Um, you've got to finish top two in your pool, and you're through. Um, and if you finish third, you'll play off against third from the the other pool. Mind you, it, it's it's probably. Uh, I didn't go back and look at who they've played, but back in '97, we were probably still back in Oceania, so we were playing American Samoa. Um, Iran, yes. Iran, yeah, yeah. No, that that only went when the crossovers happened. Like in our in our pool, we had New Zealand with the toughest, but Archie Thompson scored nine, I think, when we beat American Samoa twenty six nil. Or yeah, and they beat Thailand yeah. places like that similarly. Yeah. So the World Cup for soccer, uh, two thousand twenty two. Is that correct? In Qatar, that would be right. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Not far away. No. 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 So in AFL news, guys, I, quickly before we do that, before we go catch up on what happened overnight with the the playoffs or semifinals or finals or whatever we want to call it these days, just want to go back to our original tips at the start of the season. So, Axel, you tipped Brisbane to finish first, followed by, well, I think this is the order, Brisbane, St Kilda, Richmond, Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, Geelong, Gold Coast, Carlton in the top eight. And Gold Coast? Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry, West Coast. West Coast. Jesus, I was going to say. I'm actually going to say. West Coast, my problem. I was going to say, have you, you've been out with bloody Nadia Patel, have you? <laughs> what happened with her during the week, Kel? <laughs> oh, um, she was testing because um, she's a, an influencer and apparently – She's been signed up by a talcum powder company, <laughs> and she was test, testing their, their new talcum powder. Allegedly was testing it. Allegedly testing it. Uh, and, Kel, you tipped uh, Richmond, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, Bulldogs, West Coast, Carlton, St Kilda. I went Port Adelaide, Richmond, St Kilda, Carlton, Geelong, Brisbane, Collingwood, and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interestingly, we had four that didn't qualify, each of us, and uh, those four obviously are Melbourne, GWS, Swans and Essendon, all four are the same. So, Who did we have to win, Cotto? Does it say that? Yeah, you had uh, Brisbane, Kel had Richmond and I had Richmond. So no chance mm. of us two. You still have so, uh, Axel's, yeah. So they, it makes you think the dogs are a good, good thing up in Brisbane this week. So they, the oh. winner of that game will play Port Adelaide next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Geelong won overnight and they'll play Melbourne. And the winner of those two games will play in the G, GF over in Perth in front of a full house. 
Who would you rather play, Axel? Melbourne or, or Port? Oh, I think Port. Melbourne just seem to be really strong at the moment. Um, Port have got the experience, but gee, Melbourne's playing well. They're playing, their game plan is just um, faultless, really. Their defence is tough. Uh, midfield's really good with Petrarca and Gorn and uh, Oliver. Yeah, they're, they're just good all over the field. I, you know, I, I think they're going to be reasonably short, to be honest, to win it. Um, can anyone beat them? Port, maybe. Gee, Charlie Dixon's really, and, and they rely a lot, I think, on um, Robbie Gray's a bit of an X factor for them. Uh, I think those guys have to play really well for them Holy to be out kicking off goals. Wines is good. I mean, he's a tough midfielder. Yep. But you, you need that You need that spark. Yeah, Robbie Gray, give them that. Yeah. So I just. Uh, I feel Mel- like Melbourne, interesting, you talk about Hawthorne's debacle and Carlton's debacle. Melbourne is how to do a coaching handover masterclass, but you need a guy like Paul Ruse who has no ego, goes into it knowing that he's going to hand over to, to Goodwin. He did the same with Horse at, at Sydney. It's um, A lot of the platform for this was set back when Ruse was there. Goodwin's carried on, put his own spin on it. But I just... I just worry that they have a game in them that you go, wow, that was not Melbourne. That was not what we'd seen. Yeah. I, I think that's that's my worry for them. I mean, they've only got two games to negotiate, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you, and that's probably comes down to the lack of experience in finals. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at Geelong, you'd say, oh, gee, I'd, Geelong maybe had theirs last week, but they just haven't had form, I don't think, for a number of weeks now. Um, they, they're not playing at their best. I, I don't think they can win it. Were they not convincing last night, Geelong? No. I, I don't ran, so. They ran away with it late. Right, okay. I think they were they were playing a, a, a you know I think that might have been a different game if it was the Swans playing them to be honest I think it might have been a, a hell of a lot tougher game GWS were lucky they shouldn't have they shouldn't have won against the Swans to be honest I mean Sydney lost that many that kicked that many behinds in that last quarter they should have, <laughs> they should have won by five goals <laughs> yeah. should have won by five goals so. Um, I, I just GWS were always up against it. Um, I think Geelong were always, yeah, they were always going to win that game, Geelong. So the NRL are about to go into the finals next week too. Um, just just, just before we jump on the NRL, Cotto, yep. um, back to GWS. What do you guys think of the um, Toby Green incident lucky, and, lucky and to get fallout? Lucky they only get three weeks. And has the uh, AFL come come out and appealed? Or have, they is have that apparently through a process. Is it going through a process? Apparently they've appealed, but it's not going to happen till after the grand final because they don't want to distract from the finals, which I, I think is crazy because you're missing your moment to actually say to people, umpires are untouchable. Yeah, like if you do it after the grand final, it'll all be forgotten and everyone will. Half the country will still think Toby Green got three weeks. Doesn't matter whether it's put up to seven weeks, ten, whatever it is. Um, Kel, I think they just should with, do it now. Kel, I'm starting to struggle with your um, 
your thinking here. So last week was quite okay for Robbo to blast all the referees in the NRL. This week you're saying that we should protect them. No, you can't physically touch them. <laughs> you can mentally disintegrate them all you like. We've Nick Politis Nickel. come out during the week as well and, did, and just backed it up and just started putting the knife in a little bit deeper. <laughs> Twist it maybe. That's, don't start me because the reaction to it was ridiculous. The Roosters got the best I've seen for 25 years, the best rub of the green with the refs. And I sat there watching that going, I just, I, it shouldn't happen. A ref, uh, a coach, because you know what's going to happen. Coach is just going to go, all right, that's a 10 grand deposit to play this week. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just blow up because imagine you get the a week before, Imagine the week before the grand final if Robbo had done what he did. Imagine it. Well, this wouldn't be good. Well, what would they have done? But Same thing. It, it would be a terrible look. It Sorry. would be a terrible look. Yeah. So, anyway, back to the the, the proper NRL news. So, Storm play Manly looks like in uh, their first and fourth. Penrith versus South, two and three. Oh, no, you don't think the Cowboys can knock Manly off? No, I don't. The Roosters <laughs> fourth? No, mate. Uh, Roosters <laughs> will finish fifth and they'll play the winner out of, well, if Titans win tomorrow. They'll, they'll, play, they'll, they'll, they'll play the Titans. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll play Titans. the Sharks. No, I wouldn't. How, how, how is that? doesn't matter whether it's the Titans or the Sharks. The, eighth, the team in the finals will be 10 and 14. And the storm have finished with a four ninety nine differential <laughs> as my premiers. There is something wrong in the, the dogs, house. The dogs finished probably with about a seven ninety nine differential. No, they they, wrong, they, they, in the they, wrong way they, weren't, <laughs> they weren't that bad. I reckon um, you must have had Lachlan Lewis out stealing points off someone <laughs> because, <laughs> because the the dogs points differential. Was it only ended up four hundred eight? Yeah, okay. So only nine hundred off the off the race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. To be honest, I think they should they shouldn't have eight. I know it's all about revenue, um, but I think you got a you got a top eight, so half of the teams make it, which I think yep. is too many. I think it, they should bring it back to maybe five, um, and realistically. Nine times out of ten, no one out of that top five can win it anyway. So I, I know it's all about it's all about money, um, but I think a few of those finals in the first weeks are just going to be bloody blowouts anyway. You're going to have Storm playing who Sharks? No, 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 They've gone to the McIntyre system like that, Bill. So you won't yeah. have blowouts. Well, yeah, that's so a good they won't have blowouts. They won't have blowouts in this current format. You just said, even though it's no. Yeah, before. you're right. <laughs> Could still but, no. They will. What? Yeah. yeah. So the seventh and the eighth side. What you're saying is uh, they they're that far behind the top four or five sides mm-hmm. that yeah. they're only in there just to for, for, for money generate for revenue. revenue generate yeah. revenue. But that AFL's the same, though. Well, they've got a top, they eight, top eight, eight, but they've got more, they've got more sides. Yeah, only because they tacked on the Gold Coast and GWS. Yeah, but 
nine times out of ten, again, in, in the AFL, it's normally that you've got to have 12 or 13 wins. And that normally yeah. every year, that's what it comes down to. What you're that's saying a, It used year, to be the same in the NRL. It used to be the yeah, same. Until, until the rule changes come in. Yeah. Two years ago, it was that. Yeah, it, it was pretty much the same. I guess that's more my point. Besides, they fell about Carlton forever. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 they've done with the league is actually exacerbate the in in this absolute desire to have something that the the consumer wants to to buy. They, they've actually gone the wrong way. Yeah. So in our tipping at the start of the year, guys, in the NRL tipping, um, Axel, you've tipped Penrith, Melbourne, Eels, Roosters, Raiders, Souths, Knights, and Sharks in that order. Kel, you've gone Melbourne. It's not too bad. He's only missed the Raiders, who they've had all sorts of trouble, and the Sharks still might make it. So that would be seven out of eight or possibly six out of eight. Um, The only ones that are in the chance of making it are mainly no one predicted and – and ironically, uh, Axel, they were all the top eight from last year. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. That <laughs> my ladder was exactly the same as last year. Yeah, it was. Kel, you've tipped Melbourne, South, Penrith, Roosters, and apart from the Roosters, you've got top three. Uh, and then you've got uh, Raiders, Gold Coast, Manly, and Eels. And again, if uh, Gold Coast get up, you would have picked seven out of eight. Uh, oh, I tell you, I know my footy. <laughs> and then, uh, then same on the other side, Penrith, Storm, South, Raiders, for me, uh, Roosters, Eels, Titans and Knights. Again, if uh, everything goes according to plan tomorrow, Titans win, I pick seven out of eight. But that would mean that Axel only got six. And, Kel, you and I would be tied on seven, and that means Axel needs to shout us from there on in. Mm, that sounds good. Does that say something though, too, though, um, about the predictability of of where leagues at versus the AFL? It does. Yeah, I know nothing about league, and I just put the same ladder as last year, and still get <laughs> six, nearly seven out of eight correct. And I tell you, right now in front of me, I would say you could do the same thing again next year, and it won't be much different. There you There's go. Not much change. Hey, um, it's not, I'm, good for the competition. not much change. The bulldog, the bulldogs let twelve blokes go during the week. I still don't think they'll make the eight, um, including the eBayer. <laughs> yeah. My my tip for the week, guys. My tip for the week is the Gold Coast Titans to beat New Zealand for my my tip. What about you guys? <laughs> you you risk taker, you. <laughs> I'm going Rabbitohs into Gold Coast, into Tigers, into the Lions to win tonight. Oh. I, I give the Dogs a chance tonight. I, they, they've, they've got some injuries. But I'm, 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 um, I'm Manly will, will definitely win. They have to win. Titans will win. And that's about as far as I'm prepared to go. So mainly into the Titans. Mainly into the Titans, okay. What's our wager, Cotto? 20, is it? 20 each. 
Yeah. 20 each. Righto. Done. This could be the first time we actually win money. And now you put the you put the <laughs> mocker on us now. Yeah, who did you have? You, you had a four-legger? Rabbitohs, Gold Coast, Tigers, Brisbane Lions. That'll pay. Uh, yeah, it's I've uh, got Rabbitohs at a dollar. 60 into Gold 60, Coast, $1.28. Yeah. Tigers, $1.45. And Brisbane, $1.58. And you better power play it. Power play it. Yeah. Anyway, I'll do that. Put that on. Hopefully that You can plays. just line them all up. So we go mine into Kel's tips, into Axel's tips, and see which how it works out. Oh, God. <laughs> or go the other way. You, you why, guys why don't we just get the deduct- deduction out of our pay to sports bet? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just bypass straight to the shareholders of sports bet. <laughs> Come on, get on them. So, yeah, five, $5.10 mine will pay for the 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah. It'll be about time you stepped up. <laughs> oh dear! Let's even get that bet on this time. It's on. I'm on. Do you do it? You say you do all of ours, or do we have to do our own individual one? No, you got to do your own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does no research, no. and then, then he makes us put our own bets on. I spent months. <laughs> I spent hours doing this. <laughs> I don't even know whether I should put yours on. What do you want? Twenty on the twenty on the Titans, right? That's it's only twenty. Twenty-eight. Oh, it's only twenty. Emma, is it only twenty? Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar twenty-eight. That is. <laughs> is it, right? Potential go. winnings twenty-five dollars sixty. Oh, I need that. Is it, is it worth the twenty-dollar bet? I'll, I'll find something else to put the money on. Right. With me. Done. Right, boys. All right, thanks, like guys. Say, Have a good week. All right. I'd like to say that was another good episode, but I'm not so sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, another? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, have a great week. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you all next week. All See right. you, guys. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to Three Grams in a Mic podcast. Don't forget to connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 